You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Hello, uh, friends and family, church. Um, it's good to be here, and um, I'm glad to be here. Um, I hope you guys are well. I hope you're um, doing well, that you're growing. Um, but, you know, there's there's so much going on in the world. When you look at the, the news, um, it's crazy. It's so crazy. It's hard to comprehend all that's happening. And, um, you know, well, one, with COVID-19, that um, it's just wreaking havoc, that it has... Uh, really made so many people sick and killed so many people. And, you know, we've uh, also been talking to people in other parts of the world. And, um, you know, it's not just the virus, but now um, because of the economic crisis that it's causing, um, some of these poor countries are, they're already hitting famines. They're already um, hungry. They're already... Um, they don't have the resources we have. And, and so, you know, that's, that's pretty sobering and, and overwhelming. I think it's, it, it is, I do, when I hear new news, have to go back and pray and ask God to help people, to be with people, to, um, do miracles, to do whatever he, he can do in the situation because it's crazy. Um, you know, I know we're also going to be, uh, taking up a collection for brothers and sisters all over the world, um, pretty soon. And, um, you know, I, I think we just need to realize that when they are in need, they are in great need. Um, it's not like they ran out of toilet paper or they ran out of whatever they're bored in the house or they're you know, can't wait to get back to work. No, they don't have food. Um, so I, I want to put that out there now just to start preparing our hearts a little bit better because um, we need to take care of our brothers and sisters however we can. Um, yeah, I definitely want to take care of my brothers and sisters all over the world. And we can do what we can do. We can't do it all. We can't fix it all. We don't have the answers. We don't have the the cure. We don't have all that is needed, but we can do our part. And I, I hope we'll do that. I know we'll do that. Um, but, you know, through it all, just the anxiousness of everything going on um, has really made me think about God's faithfulness. Um, God is faithful. He is faithful. Um, And I started thinking, you know, well, first of all, when I was a kid, it made me think of how when I was a kid, I had um, heard someone say, oh, I'll believe in God when I see him. And I thought, oh, that's a good little phrase for when I'm having a talk about God, which is poor thing. I mean, I was probably nine. I don't know how old I was. Um, and I thought, I'll, I'll, I'll use that phrase. I'll think of that phrase. And I remember I was having a conversation in the summer with some of the kids outside, and we were looking at the stars. And I was thinking of that 
that phrase I had heard, I'll believe in God when I see him. And I couldn't say it. I couldn't say it because I didn't want God to hear me. So, you know, it's kind of, um, you know, childlike for sure. And um, honestly, ah, makes me feel better that I never did say that. Um, because God shows himself in so many ways. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about, you know, just how, because I didn't grow up in a family that was religious, I really didn't know anything about Jesus. I didn't know anything about God. I only had heard things, you know, out and about, like that God was the judge, that God was really strict, that, you know, you have to go to church, um, to see God, you know, to, he only lives there kind of thinking, you know, that's how I thought. And, you know, when I think of, you know, the first thing I thought, how have I seen God's faithfulness? I thought of scriptures, you know, the promises of God. I thought of scriptures that are the promises of God. But then I thought, you know what? I have experienced God's faithfulness. I have seen God's faithfulness in my life. I have experienced God's faithfulness. Um, and that's what I want to share. I want to share how, one, how I saw God's faithfulness, but I know it's not unique to me. I think it's it's what God does. He shows himself. Um, but the first thing I, I realized is that God first showed his faithfulness through Jesus. Um, for me, that's how I understood God was seeing Jesus. Um, you know, I, I, I was impacted that Jesus, the son of God would come down to earth for me, for us. Um, I was impacted by his teachings, by his miracles, the miracles he would perform, that he would give someone sight that he would give someone hearing, that he would have a paralyzed man, you know, raise him up to walk. Um, I was impacted by the way that Jesus went to the outcasts. Uh, he went to the sinners. He went to the ones who people didn't like. People didn't want to be friends with. Um, people didn't respect. People looked down on these people, and he went to those people. Um, he went to the ones that nobody cared about. He went to the ones that people wouldn't even look at. That's where Jesus went. Because he's amazing. He loves us all. He loves us deeply. And, and for more than what you can see, for more than what we give, for more than what we, our talents or our looks, our abilities that we offer. He just loves us. Um, and I saw that. I saw that he treated people very differently than the world treats people. Um, I saw the wisdom in his teachings. Uh, the parables were amazing to me. I, I'm still so amazed by the parables that he would tell a story and then you realize, oh my gosh, one of those is me, you know, the parable of the sower, let's say. One of those soils is me. What should I, how should I live my life? I mean, it 
it tells us so much more than what to do, what not to do, how to live, what not to say, what to, you know, how we get so weird in religion. He taught us how to think, how to feel, how to treat people, how to live our lives. And scriptures are amazing. He, the things that the scriptures say about him are amazing. Um, his interactions with people that he didn't go by what everybody does. He didn't treat people according to the way everybody else treated them. He interacted with people in a very Jesus-like way. Um, it, it, it's just amazing to me how he interacted with people. He knew God. He was aware of God. Um, he was most concerned with doing God's will. Um, his priorities, you know, who, what he valued. Um, he had an overall awareness that God was present, that God was watching, that God was here. Um, he had a, an understanding that what he did mattered because it was for God. Um, he lived aware of God's presence. Um, and that sets an example for how we should live, aware of God's presence um, not just getting stuck in the things that we do, um, the religious things that we do or that we don't do, but that it's a life. It's a way of living in the presence of God. Um, you know, I, I, I want to say that um, a lot of these thoughts are coming from a couple of books I'm reading um, obviously they are things that I have seen in my life that I, I know in my life, but I think that I realized seeing God's faithfulness is more than seeing scriptures. It's seeing how God is faithful in my experiences. And, um, that came from sacred companions by David Benner. And then, um, there's some other things that I have been thinking about that are from soul care. Um, by Rob Reimer. So, you know, just to say these, these books are really great and they're very helpful. Um, but, you know, um, Jesus, when I, I remember being impacted by Jesus and obviously still impacted by Jesus, but, you know, he wasn't concerned about looking good. He wasn't concerned about being religious he just was. He was. He he was good. He loved. He cared. Um, you know. And then I think of what he gave. How much he gave. Um, he suffered. He offered himself. He offered himself as a sacrifice for me, so that I could benefit. So that he could pay the way for me. He was beaten and flogged and hung on a cross for me. Um, the innocent for the corrupt, for the guilty, just doesn't even make human sense. It only makes sense from God's perspective. He gave everything. Um, you know, I, I know God and I am right with God because of all that Jesus did. 
You know, nobody loves me like God. Nobody loves me like Jesus. Uh, God raised him from death. He raised him to life. And even in that, it's an example for us that we can come from these broken, beat up lives, these sin filled lives and have a new life. That's awesome. But we know this because of what Jesus did. We believe because of what Jesus did. Um, you know, I think about all the people that God has put in my life uh, to show his faithfulness, to give me more examples of, you know, friends, good friends that I've had over the years who have helped me and been with me and listened to me and talked to me and, you know, teachers and uh, preachers and mentors. So many people have have given me something of God. God has been faithful through them. You know, he's given me living examples of a good marriage. I mean, that really impacted me when I came to the church, that there were families that had, they liked each other. They wanted to be together. They functioned well together. And I always felt loved by my parents, but we weren't a functional family. Um, you know, God has given me people who have served me, have helped me, who love me, who cared for me, even gave me rides to, you know, to Bible talks or to church because I was 17 when I started coming to church. Um, you know, and, and I guess all of this, we could say, wow, Michelle, you've, you've uh, been given a lot. Yeah, I have. I have been given a lot. But so have you. You have been given a lot. God has been faithful in your life. And I, I want you to ask yourself, how have I experienced the faithfulness of God? How have I experienced, not how do I know God is faithful, what do the scriptures say only, but how have I experienced God's faithfulness? Um, I think this is very important for us to anchor in on right now. God is faithful. God is the same. God is good. God loves us even when all this craziness is happening in the world. Um, sometimes we don't see God's faithfulness because we're looking for something else. We're looking in all the wrong places. We're looking for an easy life. We think when life is easy, God is faithful. That's not true. God is always faithful for sure. When, we're, when it's easy, but also when it's hard. God is faithful. Um, when it's painless, we think that if we are in pain, that something abnormal is happening. In this world, we have pain. In this world, we will have trouble. This is not abnormal. God is faithful. Um when we're looking for God's faithfulness in comfort or security, that we think that those two things, that, that comfort and security equal God's faithfulness. No, there are many Christians in history who were uncomfortable. 
They were not in secure situations, but God was faithful. Um, we look for God's faithfulness and perfection. Um, when everything is perfect, then we know God is faithful. No. Um, we, we, um, we look for his faithfulness when everything looks good. When, some, when things are good looking, we think, oh, okay, here, God's faithful. You know, when we're rich, when we're powerful, these are not promises. These are not promises of God. Comfort is not a promise. Security in this world is not a promise. A painless life is not a promise. Um, a perfect life is not a promise. Uh, a rich life is not a promise. A powerful position is not a promise. Um, and I think, you know, these things fuel our anxiety. Uh, when we see that these things aren't happening, and we've been striving for these things for a long time. In the church, we have been striving for these promises that aren't even real. They are false promises. They are not what we should be seeking. And it makes us anxious when things aren't going well, when things aren't playing out the way we thought they would. It makes us anxious and scared. And, and that's a good thing because maybe we should realize, oh my gosh, I was putting my faith, my, my hope in all the wrong things. I need to focus my eyes on God, on Jesus. Um. You know, I, I read in Soul Care that anxious, or actually it was a video of Soul Care. Um, it says anxious because we think that we do not have what is needed for our perceived future. Well, that's true. In and of ourselves, we do not have what we need for our future. By ourselves, we do not have what we need for our future. We are not enough by ourselves, but God is faithful. I want to read a couple scriptures, um, a lot of scriptures, actually. Um, and I want to start with what does God promise? Um, in um, Matthew 19, um it says in Matthew 19 and verse 29, And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. In John 10, 28, it says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. In Galatians 6, 8, whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. You know, the first thing is God promises us eternal, eternal life if we put our faith in him, if we live for him. Um. And that is what makes this whole thing make sense. 
Because God, more than anything else in this world, wants us to be right with him. He wants us to have eternal life with him. He doesn't care if we're comfortable. I mean, he, he probably doesn't like us, seeing, uh, like us to suffer, but he wants us more than anything to get the message, to understand what really matters. He wants us in heaven for eternity. That's what matters. Not whether we're comfortable, not whether we're painless, not whether we are secure. But he wants us to have eternal life. In Matthew chapter 1, in verse 23, it says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. You know, just that the whole, that God with us, God gave us Jesus, that he, um, he will be with us in Matthew 28, 20. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. He promises to be with us, which is food for our souls to remember, um, in 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our, will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You know, uh, it starts with the word if. So it is conditional. We do need to confess our sins. and But he is faithful. He will forgive us and he will purify us. You know, I, I think sometimes, you know, there's just things that we don't really like that God expects us to do or to believe or to whatever. But it is, he knows how to live this life. In 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, it says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Um, you know, he is faithful and he will not um, allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. And he will provide a way out. We do not have to sin. In 2 Thessalonians 3.3, 3, it says, But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Um, he will strengthen us. He's faithful, and he will strengthen us. Okay, maybe things are hard. Doesn't say I'll take away all hard things. No, he says I'll strengthen you. I'll make you strong enough to handle it. Eeh. <laughs> Remember, I'm reading these things for myself, too. Um, second, second Timothy 2.13, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. You know, we're not always what we wish we were. Um, and we don't just zoom through life completely faithful in everything. No one does. But it says that if we are faithless, he remains faithful. Um, in Hebrews 3, 6, but Christ is faithful as a son over God's house, and we are his house. If indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. You know, Jesus will watch over us. He's faithful. 
Again, the word if is in there, if we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. He is faithful. And then Revelation nineteen eleven. I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called faithful and true. That's Jesus. Faithful and true. That's what he's called. Um, we cannot not be anxious because we have everything figured out. We have all the answers. We have enough money to last forever. That, that We can't be secure in those things. But we can be confident of God's faithfulness. We can look for God's faithfulness. We can be aware of God's faithfulness. And that's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I hope for, that no matter how ugly, how dark, how grim, how scary, how sad things can get, and they're coming. I mean, first it was the virus and all the havoc it was re wreaking, and, and now it's politics and division of our country. And, you know, we, we've talked to people in, in other countries, and honestly, famine. It's just, it's pretty intense. We cannot be confident in our own resources. We cannot be confident in our own selves, but we can be confident in God's faithfulness to us. I love you. I hope this helps you, and I look forward to seeing you again someday soon. <laughs> You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.